From BGS, thebluegrasssituation.com, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. Philip Onreder opened Slurp Ramen Joint in 2017, a shop near Copenhagen city center that merges Japanese ramen with Danish design and ingredients. Originally from Austria, Philip has worked in kitchens around the world, most notably getting his start at Noma, which originally brought him to Copenhagen, and took a detour to work in Tokyo, where he discovered his love for ramen while apprenticing at Konjiki Horogisu, one of the best ramen shops in Japan. He soon returned to Copenhagen and worked for a while at Chef Christian Puglisi's restaurant Relais, and opened Slurp Ramen soon after to fill what he considered to be a void on the wintry city's culinary scene. The result is an amazing bowl of noodles, served in a relaxed, fun, and tight atmosphere, and going through the experience of opening his own restaurant has led Chef Philip and his collaborators to start an entirely new project called Informal, a tech-forward company that aims to be the Airbnb of the food world. Philip and I sat down at a brand new workshop he set up to house Informal in Copenhagen's Ref Saloon neighborhood back in August. So my name is Philip Inreiter, originally from Austria, lived uh, my entire life until I was 19. Left uh, for New York, for the big city, and tried to work at Eleven Madison Park. Rearranged certain things because it didn't work out, went to Copenhagen, started Noma. Did an intern, but they asked me if I want to stay, and so I worked there for a while. Have seen enough of the place, and I wouldn't say was tired of it, but I just thought it was time to move on, so I left for Vienna. Did some small stuff over there, and then left for Tokyo and kind of found the fascination of ramen. So I thought, well, ramen is something which wasn't there at the time in Copenhagen. So I thought, well, why not? I've had a business partner and um, we started Slurp Ramen around a year and a half ago now. A kitchen without music is a kitchen without soul. Like you can tell, people are not working as hard, not as efficient, and they're not as, as excited and energized. It really takes the music. I think a great example on this is definitely Noma. Stepping into Noma, working there from, what was it, uh, 8 in the morning until like 11 at night, sometimes later, or even earlier, you need crazy, loud, hard music, otherwise you can't do it. Music keeps you alive. Music is this drug of a chef which makes you forget to eat and to, to, to sleep and to take care of yourself. Because it, it's pumping and it's loud music and we normally listen to a lot of funk. It was actually called Funk Radio, and that, what I hated was always there was this guy saying, all right, Funk Radio again on the radio, and then it started, like, I hated this part, because I heard it so many times. There was so many different things. There was this one album, uh, completely different now, not funk, not nothing, but our sous chef, Sam Miller. He's from York, incredible chef, one of the most amazing chefs I've ever been able to work with. And his favorite album at the time was Lana Del Rey. It was kind of nice to hear something else for once. But this guy was obsessed with this album and we probably heard it like, I don't know, a hundred times over the span of like a couple of weeks, which freaked me out, can't hear it no more. But that also happens if somebody's in charge of the music and they have bad taste, it's horrible. It's like, it's torture. <laughs> so the influence uh, with music in our own restaurant was really just acknowledging the fact that it's a ramen shop, it's small, it's in and out. It needs to have a certain vibe, it needs to have certain energy. And therefore I think the most fitting definitely was, um, was hip hop. It was old school hip hop, like Run DMC, Beastie Boys. 
then we went to more modern artists, Action Bronson and Homeboy Sandman from Stone's Throw Records, actually. They're, they're from Los Angeles. And it just was the perfect energy for the place. Now, is that as you're prepping for the shift or, mm. or, or before doors open? Before doors open, while doors are open, like during the entire day. The whole time. The, the Old whole school time. And, 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 and hardcore hip hop. Right, pretty much. That's pretty much all we all we listened to for weeks. Wu-Tang Clan was definitely on top of everything. But one of the main titles was definitely Hip Hop by Dead Press. And energy, it's the last push. We would listen to Christina Aguilera, the car wash song, because we had a guy, his name is Yuki, a Japanese guy, and somehow like he freaked out about the song. And so we would just put this on and everybody knew, all right, now is the time where we gotta really push. So that was our song for clean downs. Did you, did you work at a restaurant in Tokyo? I did work in several. So the main, the first restaurant was uh, Ryugin. So my my mentor, Yamoto-san, which he's one of the greatest chefs in Japan. He has a three-star restaurant in Ropongi, Kaiseki, like very, very traditional. My ramen sensei, Yamoto-san, also same name, I was working for him a couple of weeks. So and he had a ramen shop called Hotodogis. And it's one of the best ramen shops there is in, in Japan, apparently. The guy would sleep in a shop, like incredible dedicated to what he does, an incredible craftsman. So the difference between making ramen with my sensei in Japan, in Tokyo, and the difference to doing it in Copenhagen is that most of the ingredients you can't find. So what I really learned in Tokyo was the techniques. But you add this, this Nordic, this... Uh, Danish twist to it. So, round is heavily based on seaweed and uh, fermented smoked fish like katsuboshi, niboshi. These things, some of them you can't get in Copenhagen. So, uh, in particular, this uh, katsuboshi powder, like this uh, high-check tuna, fermented, uh, smoked, incredible flavor profile. It's impossible to find anywhere. And they're even illegal to import for whatever restrictions with the EU and stuff. We then said, well, how can we substitute this? And we came up with taking macros local. We smoked them and we, uh, we, we cured them a little bit and then used them in the soup. So we had a similar effect. So, so how long did it take you until you were pleased with the product that you're serving here in Copenhagen? That's Slurp Ramen. It took a very, very long time. Because we broke everything apart and we started from like importing a proper noodle machine. From uh, Yamato, it uh, cost a ton of money. But it's the only way to make proper ramen. Otherwise, there would be no chance in this world that you could actually make red ramen in Europe. Because you need to start with the noodles. And if you don't have the right noodles, you can't make red ramen. So we thought, okay, let's get this noodle machine. I flew over a few times actually again to Tokyo to uh, bring them our flour so we can try if it works with the machine. And what is the gluten content, right? And like the ash content, you need to be very much aware because like our flour is completely different. And then we paired it with Japanese flour from a specific region, which worked with our flour, and then like imported all the stuff to Europe. And then I had to do it myself here in Copenhagen, which was pretty tricky. So it took me a couple of weeks, spending a lot of time with this noodle machine to be able to create the right noodles. So, so you've got hard, hardcore hip hop, 
an old school hip hop in your ramen shop. What was the music like at the ramen shop you worked at in Tokyo? The music like in the ramen shop breaks in Tokyo, the guy, he listened to all sorts of different songs. There was Robbie Williams, there was, um, there was Christina Aguilera, there was, uh, it was it was a radio station and he just listened to everything but it was super random like nobody really cared it was very much in the background because in this case in japan it would take too much away from the experience so that's why the music is more in the background set and like in the, on the on the front there's one shop though called uh, kikambo and they would play this this drums like this devil drums i don't know how you would call them but the entire shop is called the devil ramen they would constantly run this drum drum roll or something. They are coming to Copenhagen next week actually, doing a pop-up Slurp. Really? So when people do pop-ups at Slurp, they bring their own music? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Depends on the chef. Tom Halpin, he's this crazy Australian guy who would just play Iron Maiden or like uh, Black Sabbath or like crazy stuff. Pretty cool though. We Started Slurp Ramen joined a year and a half ago, approximately. It was a great experience and we learned a ton. And then it was at the point we had a great brand, we had a great concept, we had good food. What's next? If you're a chef, what you're good at is cooking. But it's not, you're not a businessman. So that is our current project, what we're working on, on saying we want to provide a chef with this restaurant in a box, which he will take and he can run with it. All you need is a chef. You need a brand and you need the food. What we provide is everything else. So our product ultimately now consists of the physical setup, the technology, the real estate, and then also like the, the network and the outreach, the exposure somehow. Because on a very high level, building this platform is similar to Airbnb. We try to be the Airbnb of restaurants. It is about everything else than what's on the plate. So what we are focusing on is what's around the plate. What else contributes to a great experience? It's not the food. It's important. This is how I get people in. But what's really important is this personal connection, is the, is the environment, and then it's the music. And for us, everything around creates a great experience. The name of the company is Informal, and right now the best way would to be either with Instagram at uh, Informal or uh, online informalfoods.com. So just reach out, uh, shoot us an email, or um, if, you're, if you're around in, in Copenhagen, just come to Rafsalön and both Lille and uh, pay us a visit. Thanks to Chef Philip Onreiter of Slurp Ramen Joint in Copenhagen. Head over to informal.com to learn more about the technology that he and his team are building to enable a new kind of dining experience and follow them at informal over on Instagram. You can also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to Philip's shift list, including all the music you heard on this episode and more, or stream it on Spotify by subscribing to BGS's playlist. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places that you get podcasts. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs, based on an article by the same name created by Nevin Martell, originally published over at BGS.com. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, managing editor Craig Shelburne, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for roots culture redefined. Theme music by Jamie Drake. Check her out at jamiedrakemusic.com. 
The Shift List is part of the BGS Podcast Network. Be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at thebluegrasssituation.com. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.